Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Musings of a Minor Fan. My name is Paul. On today's episode, I'll be talking about some of the news making rounds at Old Trafford since the international break began. Um, of course, because of the international break, there's no football uh, at club level, uh, but things are happening and uh, I'd like to speak about some of the issues going on around the club. Uh, at this time, considering the the state of the club uh, since we lost to Leicester, Liverpool, and now Man City the last weekend, things have been very difficult and terrible and toxic and depressing these last couple of months and weeks. And I just want to speak on some of the things going on right now. As a fallout of these events so without further any further ado let's get right into it all right welcome back to the show uh, please do not forget to follow on any of your preferred podcast listening platforms. We have several podcast platforms online. Whichever you prefer, please do not forget to follow or like, depending on the podcast application you're using, so that you can get new updates of any of our podcasts released. Okay? Thank you so much for your support. All right. So, I want to talk about Oli. Of course, is the center of attention these days. Um, Oli is still in a job. How interesting. Um, you know, there's something about Manchester United, the way it is run, that you can never tell what will happen next. Or there are no standards, really. The standards are in the mud. And that's even an understatement. There's really no level. There's no limit to how low we can go in terms of standards, the way this football club is run. Any big team in the world today, name it, PSG, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester, I mean, sorry, Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs, AC Milan, you know, Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund, you name it, there are are several. A manager who has not won any trophy in three years, but that somehow appears to be in a job or remains in a job and goes through the shithole, this rubbish we've been through this past two months under Ole would have lost his job a long time ago. But I'm hearing reports that Man United do not have any plans of getting rid of Oli. The club has literally buried itself, buried its head in the sand after what the embarrassment that happened against Manchester City. And I am going to think, is it that they don't really focus on the results? They're only focused on the money. Who is behind these decisions? Who really takes these decisions, really? I don't understand. 
you cannot we expect that if we lose to you see one would expect that after the embarrassment by Liverpool, maybe Leicester you could say okay, Leicester was a one off. After that embarrassment by Liverpool, no no let us forget Ole now. Ole, I know that these days it's difficult now for managers to resign, to step down willingly. Is that a mutual consent or a sack outright? But for a for a manager to willingly step down is becoming alien because of the money that is involved. And I don't blame them. If you if you are going to be paid several millions of pounds, severance package, why would you when I have kids at home, a wife to feed, why should I you know why should I let go of that opportunity? Why should I forgo that opportunity? It's a contract after all. You know, but you would expect that the club would act you know, to salvage the season. Clubs are acting right now to salvage their season. Five clubs have acted already this season to salvage their season. Already. Watford started it. They got rid of Cisco Munoz. Newcastle departed ways with Steve Bruce. Spurs now have gotten rid of Nuno and gotten Antonio Conte. Aston Villa got rid of Dean Smith on Sunday. Same thing as Norwich. All these teams got rid of their managers. Daniel Fack, after winning their first league game of the season, got rid of their manager. They got rid of him immediately, a few hours after the match. You understand? So these are the issues. These are the things. Okay. But Man United, Ole is still in a job. He's still keeping his job. There's no the but if we really weren't if if we're going to sack Ole, if Man United were going to sack Ole, they would have done so by now. It's been it's almost a week since the Manchester City game. And there's no um the reports we are hearing now, according to Sky Sports, is that Ole will not be sacked. So what that means is that Ole will still be here. And maybe we might get a result against Watford. But, and maybe Villarreal. We may get a draw. We may not lose that game. We might get a draw. We might defeat Watford. But we will defeat Chelsea. Hell no. I would be amazed if we do. Would we defeat Arsenal? Who will be coming next? I don't think so. So these are the issues. These are the issues. So I think uh, the club is holding on for as long as possible to give only chance to turn things around. And if he's able to turn things around, fair play to him. But we, ha- what what says? Who says that next year we won't be back where we are? Let's say he manages to turn things around and we'll finish well, well, finish well in the season. Maybe we'll get a top, top four eventually. Because I don't think we are going to challenge for the title this way. But we will lose certain good players because of Ole. We will lose players like Van der Beek. We will lose Pogba, who I'm sure did not sign because he has seen that there is no future with this club. 
and he's getting old. He's going to be he will turn twenty nine years old next year. So we'll be losing technically gifted players because of Ole, because players are not buying to the vision of the club because of the people who are managing the club. So these are the issues. It's very depressing. It's so upsetting because I don't see. I don't see how um, Ole will turn things around. The way we are playing, the players have down tools. I will not be surprised if we lose to Chelsea and Arsenal, and lose one of between lose between Watford and between Watford and Villarreal. I don't. I won't be surprised if we lose one of those games as well. The question now is, if we we did not sack Ole. When we lost embarrassingly to Leicester, Liverpool, and Ch- I mean Manchester City, what guarantees do we have if that he will lose his job if he loses to Chelsea or Arsenal? There are no guarantees. If by now Ole has not been sacked, I don't think he'll be sacked, even if we lose those games. So the club has to go on a, a run similar to what Arsenal had with Ateta last season. Probably before they will be forced to act. Maybe when the fans turn against the fans that they stayed on turn against the owners, and the whole place is so toxic that the Glazers cannot but take notice. That's what I feel. I think that is what will have to happen. We need to go on a run whereby we keep losing. And losing and losing and losing, that it will be apparently clear that Ole has to go. But the damage to this season would have been would be irreparable. We we'll just have to write up this season and just go with the flow and see what we can, what best we can make of this season and go again next season. But should we wait? Is it wise for us to wait to that to get to that stage? Is it? Well, there's going to be a protest tomorrow. I hope that that protest um, goes ahead because anything that will put pressure on the Glazers and Ole, we need to explore it. Maybe we should even take it to um, trying to disrupt the games. But you need a large number of fans to be able to do that. And there are no more lockdowns anymore. At this time, anyway, so I don't see how that would work. Last season it was effective in disrupting the Liverpool game, but this season it's not good. Unless everybody's on board, but we know we have a divided fan base because we have a section of the club that still backs Ole or are still buying to this this nostalgia of comparing or this comparison between him and Fergie. That Fergie had it difficult, you know, in the late 80s when he was manager. And look at how he turned things around. That is a completely different situation. Different times. We have to... It's not It's not a direct equivalent. It's a false equivalence. We know that Fergie knew his onions, was more competent than Ole will ever be. We knew Fergie had won things. He had a CV, a reputation... He had gone to the World Cup. He, had, he was manager of Aberdeen. He won titles with Aberdeen. So, 
it is a false equivalence. Ole has only won titles at Molde. Even though, yes, he won with Molde, but Molde is not the standard which you would compare any serious um, top five league in the world. You can't use the Norwegian league as a basis to compare um, or judge one's competence. You can't use that. And he relegated Cardiff, let's not forget. And over what we are seeing now, he does not have the 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 skills, the competence to um, get the best out of this group of players we have, which is reputed to be the best since Alex Ferguson left. So these are the issues. I Ole needs to go. And from what I see, it appears that it's only a constant run of bad results that will force Ole out of this club. But as long as we are having um, topsy-turvy, flip-flop results, I think we'll continue to remain in this mess as long as these owners are there until it is clear that we will not be able to achieve anything meaningful this season before they will now pull the trigger on Ole. So I hope the protests go on and I hope more protests will go on and I hope the protests tomorrow will be resounding. Uh, on other news, uh, of course, we all know that Pogba is injured. He's saying that he, he believes that the injury is not that serious. But we understand it to, to take a couple of weeks for the injury to heal. And um, ideally, I would say it's a, it's a good opportunity for, for Donny van der Beek to get a running in his side. But I know only he will just stick with Van der, I mean, with McTominay and Fred in the defensive midfield shape, you know. Um, it's so it's so painful and pathetic. I hope um, things could change, but even um, the way Ole manages the squad, I feel that even if you have the right best players and everybody in place, he will still have a way of messing it up because the basic of football doesn't even apply. He doesn't have to make the team compact or come, you know, to press all this, the shape, the structure, everything. Is making a mess of everything, and that again is because of his backroom staff. This is the backroom staff that Mario had to work with. I think this is something that has gone under the radar for most we most of us, my United fans. McKenna, Carrick, will work with Jose Mario, and they ultimately got Mario the sack. Now they are still here with Freeland. Who filled that whole city? You know, so this is the this is the situation. Incompetent people are coaching this club and managing our uh, our, uh, our first team, and that is why we are struggling. We never seem to cut it when the when it really matters. Anyway, um, moving forward, I just feel that. Um, the only way my United will progress or get rid of Ole is if we keep on losing. Uh, let, but I again, if we did not lose to... If Ole didn't get sacked after we lost to Liverpool, City, Leicester, I don't think losing to Watford or Villarreal or Chelsea or Arsenal will do the trick. Especially if there are victories in between these results. You know, 
We'll be going ahead to defeat uh, Watford, get a point against Villarreal, lose to Chelsea. We are back to where we are. We begin to cry for him. The club rides out the storm. Maybe we'll get a Dragons Arsenal, you know, get the victory by young boys. Then, if the fixtures get easier, then we get some wins and tempers cool down. But ultimately, we will never be good enough because. At some point, Ole will mess things up. It's crystal clear. They're just trying to ride out this storm. That's what they're trying to do. They don't want to sack Ole because of the financial implications, apparently. You know, so I think, um, or they just don't want to hire a manager. Whatever it is, whatever the reasons are, it's not for a good reason. And it's disappointing, really. Um, Lastly, I want to talk about... um, Brendan Rogers. There's been a lot of talk and debate online um, on whether Brendan Rogers will be a good fit if we can't get uh, Rafranik or whoever has been touted to be interested in Manchester United's um, in Manchester United if only gets sacked. Well, personally, I'm not a fan of Brendan Rogers. Yes, he's far better than Oli, and if 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 someone was to tell me, okay, only out, Brendan in, or only remain or Brendan in, what would I think? I would go for Brendan because it would be a breath of fresh air. He would not have the favorites that Ole has. He would obviously look at weaknesses and try and address them. And players who are underperforming, he would drop them. But we don't get that with Ole. Players like Maguire, Shaw, who have been underperforming a lot this season, always get picked no matter what. That is, that is, that is just completely unacceptable. At this level, players underperforming, playing poorly, committing error on end, keep getting picked. Is 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 so distasteful. It's so disgusting. It just shows that only. Um, doesn't um, he should don't shouldn't deserve to be our manager. He doesn't he doesn't deserve to be the manager of this club. If you keep on rewarding failure or bad performances with more playing time to the detriment of people who deserve to play or who have not been playing, who deserve a chance. Alex Teles deserves more game time, definitely. Van der Beek deserves more game time. Eric Bay deserves more game time. You know. Just Lingard was so close to requirement, but you didn't let him go. You didn't sell him. They deserve more game time. Well, Amata is not even in the picture. Amata Diallo, not in the picture. Anthony Marshall, no more in the picture since he last scored. You know, you can go on and on. Bad management all round. It is need to change at Manchester United. Things really need to change, and we will not get it with Oli. If it's really now that he's looking at three-five-two as his go-to formation to fix a leaking defense, it's just shameful. Thank you very much. Thank you all very much for listening. I appreciate you all for taking our time to listen to this podcast. It's wishing you a great weekend. Um, whichever team you support at the national level. Let's hope they do well. I support the Spiders. We'll be taking on Liberia tomorrow. I hope we do well as well. And I hope we win the game and secure our place in the playoffs for the World Cup. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Bye for now.